Hello and welcome to Check It Out at EVPL, a podcast from your local library. I'm your host, Alan. And I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Lori. What is happening? We've doubled. Our podcast is growing in terms of the number of people who want to be involved. And Lori and Ryan have gratefully stepped up to the plate to help host episodes. Happy to be here. Yes, I would love to get paid to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so get used to hearing their voices. They will be here more often. Yes, the uh, the cinematic uh, check it out universe is expanding. <laughs> I need to think of a superhero like character now. Yeah, you don't already have a costume at home that you dress up in on weekends and run around the neighborhood induced. Okay, never mind. Don't. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. I am very interested now. <laughs> Please tell me more. Uh, what I do in my free time is none of your business, <laughs> lady. I feel like now I need to be the villain. That there's a hero running around that has no. Oh, that's no... definitely my wife. She's the villain. Ooh, I can. Ooh. <laughs> that's an interesting. And the dogs are the innocent is. bystanders. You it's know. An interesting okay. relationship. Does she need backup? Uh, no, she handles me pretty well. Okay. I very okay. rarely okay. win the situation. <laughs> I'm not a good hero. Oh, good, good. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not, not going to save you, Aaron. Like, I, uh, I can barely handle a 15 pound shit suit. I can't save you from anything. <sighs> okay. I guess I'll have to rely on my like 20 year old cry skills then to get myself out. <laughs> That's all scrapes. you need. So today, since um, we've got some new people on the podcast, new permanent hosts, uh, we are going to kind of break down what uh, the different positions you might encounter at the library and what their main responsibilities are um, when it comes to serving the public. Lori, do you want to kick it off by telling us what you do on a day-to-day basis? Sure. I am what is called a customer service representative, which is essentially a circulation worker in any other system. Um, and what we do is we man the front desk. So we're usually the first people you see whenever you come into any library. And we are the ones that check items out to people. We also check returns in. We shelve the items when they're returned and put them back in the right spot so people can find them later. We also do any book repairs, um, and we process new materials, uh, depending on the location. Sometimes we process new materials whenever they come in, do inventory dates, stuff like that. And if you take advantage of our curbside services, we are also the ones who do that as well. Yes. Thank you for that reminder. And we appreciate you too. Yes. Yes. Thanks. Now, you have worked in circulation both at Central and now at Red Bank, correct? Yes. Yes. I've been in the system for about seven years now. Okay. So you're kind of really used to how this flows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is one of the best things we can get from a circulation person. We would be lost without you putting books on the shelves. Yes. I do think that there is um, probably about a year learning curve mm -hmm. for most circulation workers and that you will understand the job way before a year um, is over. But I don't think that you know all the little intricacies and details really until you've been around it for a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I also too uh, work in circulation. Sometimes I am an, an experienced navigator. And uh, yeah, there is um, a much larger learning curve to something like that than you would assume kind of peering in from the outside. Oh, yeah, because you think whenever you get the job or whenever you see somebody doing the job, well, they're putting books on a shelf in alphabetical order. There are so many debates behind the scenes as to what <laughs> yeah. alphabetical order actually means. Oh, and, and when you get up to the 921s, which are biographies, a whole new world of hurt yes. awaits for you. And people have very strong opinions. Yes, we actually yes. just <laughs> debated the, the biographies this morning before I even came. 
came in. <laughs> <laughs> what was the debate? About whether or not you should uh, group the books by the subject of the book and then by the authors, or if you should just simply go off of what the spine says in alphabetical order. Because, say, you want a book about John F. Kennedy, how many other Kennedys are there? They're all going to be mixed together. Um, so it would be easier for somebody to come up and say, oh, I just want the John F. Kennedy books if they're all together. But that is confusing sometimes for people that are shelving, or it's just not technically correct, which we could have many debates over. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. There's turmoil in the stacks. <laughs> <laughs> but no matter where they are, we'll help you find them if you need them. Yeah. Turmoil in the stacks. That sounds like a noir. Like oh, I am, I'm sure novel. that is the title of one, one of my favorite books. Uh, the dedication is this book is for anyone who's ever wished to find a body in a library. <laughs> actually my fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would think that we would have two opposing views on the subject? <laughs> I mean, no one's found any of the ones I've left lying around. So. <laughs> Ryan, you're a superhero. What are you doing? Well, collateral damage, Aaron. I'm not, I'm not, we've established I'm not good at my job. All right. You know, the whole Man of Steel where he destroys half the city. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my inspiration. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we've covered circulation. Mm -hmm. What else do we have going on? There's reference services. That is where myself and Ryan technically you are reference as well? Uh, te technically, yes. Technically, okay. So in reference services, I'm the one sitting at the information desk. Uh, people come up and ask questions. A lot of times they will go to circulation first, and circulation will very kindly say, I don't have time for that. Please go to someone <laughs> who does. I'm looking for a book. Oh. I don't remember what it's about or who wrote it but it's red yes typically yes. i i go with the whole like i can barely function as a human being you should probably talk to reference <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the glory of reference is they just kind of schedule us to be available to answer any question so if you have a question that you think will take too long come over to reference reference is very helpful there have been many times i am looking for just a generic idea and go to reference and they're like oh yeah we have this book we got this sometimes yes. they give you way more information than you expected <laughs> yes. and you're just like whoa 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 <laughs> yes um, oh. one one of the favorite questions i ever got while working in a reference is someone came up and asked me where the dollar sign came from Ooh, that does remind me that you know we talked about how reference services can be used to help find things at the library but like alan brought up um you know the reference position still has its foot back in the past where it was like if someone had no access to any encyclopedia or internet like they would go to them oh yeah they to were answer any they question. were the manual google before google existed exactly mm -hmm. and it's sometimes i get asked to just google things mm -hmm. that's yeah that's yep. come full circle i have gotten a few reference questions over the years and i think my favorite reference question was what's the history of food that's a very large question um and i did manage to you know narrow it down to something that the patron wanted but i, re I thought of it the other day because we actually do have a book now that's just titled the history of food did you give them the slick uh, reference interview no no Okay. No, I'm I tried. Not, I, but, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure 
you're sure asking. I think I just. Oh, said, okay. Yeah. I mean, that might be a little old school. Uh, that I so was like because I did ask like, are you wanting books about like just food in general, or are yeah, you wanting yeah. books about a specific food? That's pretty. Oh, much okay. um, yeah, yeah, okay. that's what yeah, we call yeah. a reference interview. Yeah. yeah. For that question, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of Mark Krolaski? No, I have not. Okay. He has written a few different books that are all very good. Uh, my favorite is Salt: A World History. I have heard of that book. Okay. He also has one called Cod, a biography of the fish that changed the world. Both of these books have a lot of information about the history of food. Interesting. It is fascinating when you look at it because the historical context of food and the availability of certain foods has made such a big effect on regions. I don't want to go into a rabbit hole. Sorry, I will definitely just talk about (laughs) weird history. This is what happens when you talk to someone in reference. So we can say that's a preview for a future episode. (laughs) Sure. Weird food history. I will make a note. Me too. Okay, so that's the practical side of reference. What's the technical side of reference that Ryan is involved with? Um, well, I am a I am a experienced facilitator as well. Same title as Ellen. Um, they keep me hidden away, uh, and I actually work with the youth more than the reference. Um, so we do uh, some things with reference, mainly just a lot of curating materials because I'm in the outreach department, and uh, our entire goal is for getting library resources out into the community. And one of our programs is to actually deliver library materials to uh, daycares and preschools around the Vanderbilt County region um, because we're trying to get uh, the resources to the community for a focus on early literacy. Uh, so a lot of the reference stuff that I do is mainly curating materials, finding out you know what, what age group it's good for. Cheryl did a fantastic course on uh, Reader's Advisory, so I mainly use those skills. That's the reference part of outreach. So are you part of the group that has been working on the Easy Reader Project, which the Easy Reader Project for people that aren't familiar is they are taking the books that are considered easy readers. They have a specific label that say that. I mean, they're for new and upcoming readers. The project right now is they're actually separating them into different reading levels with different stars on them so that anybody can take a glance at a book and tell what reading level it is for their kid. Are you part of that? Uh, I am not part of the project, but I love it um, because it's been helping me do my job. I think every children's librarian across the system breathed a collective sigh of relief when we started working on that because everyone has been asking for leveled easy readers since as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it is nice to be able to take a kid to a section and say, hey, like anything in this area, you should, you, you will most yeah. likely be able to read. Yeah, anything with the blue star, that one's mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Yeah. So youth services, we don't have anybody representative of that here today, it doesn't seem like, other than the work that Ryan does on outreach. But youth services is the area that works with the children. The biggest youth service I think that we have in the system is the Read Center at Central. And they are the ones that do all the fun stuff for kids. So they're the ones that does your bubble fest, your take and makes, your craft and your story times. And teens also fall under youth services, although there are usually specialized positions for people that just do teen stuff. Like here at Central, for example, like we have like a video game night mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a couple of hours where we set up in the, uh, the old cafe and have some video games for teens to just, you know, uh, hang out and chill out after a long day of school. 
Mm-hmm. I know at Red Bank, we do have a, a book club for teens as well. Yeah, there are a few different book discussions that have happened and are going to happen as things change. Yes. And we also have those fantastic story times at pretty much every location for age groups uh, zero to, I think we go up to six with the uh, story times. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Story times and dance party are two mm-hmm. big programs mm-hmm. yes. universally. And then at Red Bank, we also have the cat that comes comes out, reads with kids. So Jazzy the cat will come out and any kids that are insecure maybe about their reading capabilities have a chance to read to this calm little kitty that won't judge them for their progress. You were blowing my mind there. I thought you had a talking cat for a second. I got really <laughs> excited. I would also be really excited. If <laughs> Actually, I got, I got a little angry because I'm like, wait a minute, I had to have a degree to get this job. Like, what, was, <laughs> what qualifications did this cat That cat has meet? a master's. Thank you very much. <laughs> This cat is very fuzzy, okay? <laughs> a master's in fuzzology. Also, I just want a chance to plug Jazzy anytime because I just want a cat in the library as much as possible. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this as an opportunity to say that all the other locations are jealous of Red Mang for occasionally having a yeah. cat because all of us want a cat. <laughs> I have been trying to figure out any program that we can figure out to bring more animals in. I want goats next. That's my oh, big goal. Oh. <laughs> if anybody has goats, please reach out to me. <laughs> uh, you should get with uh, Caitlin, who just transferred down to Central because she does, I think she's getting into yoga programs. Okay. And so that would be a good opportunity to have goat yoga. Yeah, goat yoga. Is that seriously a thing? Yes, it is. That, that is a thing that exists. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, also, you, my coworkers what, are going to be like, of course she figured out a way to work goats into the first episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love goats. Um, the, the loud bleeding can be a little annoying, but okay. Goat yoga. So the goats. <laughs> we have questions. Yes. Do the goats, do you utilize the goat in any fashion or are the goats just in the same space as you, as you perform yoga? So goat yoga is a miraculous event where you go and they have trainers handling the goats and in certain poses they will like encourage the goats to go stand on you. (laughs) So you're doing like downward dog and then all of a sudden there's a goat standing on your back. It's supposed to be for like balance. Yeah. If you can keep a goat on your back while you're in downward dog, like you're doing the position right is the idea behind it. So it sounds like it's more appealing to people who don't already have cats that like lie on them. All the time. Cat yoga is also a thing. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. This would be a very social cat, though, for cat yoga. Yeah. yeah. I bet Jazzy would be good at it. Probably. Oh, Jazzy's just the perfect employee, isn't she? <laughs> Beyond youth services, back on track here. Okay. We, we also do have specific librarians in the system that covers certain subjects. Yes. Like we have local history librarians. Christina is the makerspace librarian, if I remember correctly. Yes, she is. is. So she's the one that actually is in charge of all this equipment that we're using right now. Mm -hmm. Technically, she's in charge of us. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I should be nicer to her. (laughs) Uh, Well, talking about specific librarians, we also do have a business librarian. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we have a legal librarian, possibly. I'm not sure sure if we have one or if that's kind of a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is a law library downtown, which I definitely encourage a lot of people to use that whenever they ask legal questions. There is also a technology librarian. Jake just got that position, I believe. Oh, that's right. yeah. uh, so he's the one that whenever you go to a 
location and you need help with your tech questions and they have a sit down person, that's typically Jake. And he's the one running all the computer classes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have like so a nutrition I, or something as well. I think that's what Helen does. Yeah. Helen yeah. does health and nutrition, I believe. Okay. And medicine, because I think she's the one that went through the stacks and weeded out all the old books that were no longer that's yeah, right. relevant. Yeah. It's like, cool. <laughs> have a wound on your leg or rub some arsenic on it. <laughs> Pack it with mud. It's fine. Yeah. I don't think we actually had those books in the library. <laughs> don't take our advice. <laughs> Nothing about leeches. Do you have? A, are you feeling ill? Well, what position is the moon in in the sky tonight? <laughs> Speaking of, totally off topic again. I saw the moon out at noon yesterday. What is up with that? A noon moon. Never, yeah, yeah. See moon out to do with during the, the day all the, the time. Earth. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not the science librarian. I, I took a single <laughs> astronomy class in college, and so, like, the only thing I know is that the moon comes out in the day because the Earth is at a different angle. Yeah. So you're our resident expert now. Uh, that is my one good space fact. Okay. So you've gotten all you can out of me. <laughs> all I know about space is, like, the terrifying ways the, the Earth can end due to various space events that are beyond our comprehension. So if you need that, let me know. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's okay. The only thing I know about space is all the horrible ways you can die <laughs> in it. So. Uh, okay, so that pretty much covers the public elements of the library, the people you're going to interact with day to day. What kind of stuff do we have about behind the scenes? Well, uh, we have a wonderful IT department uh, that handles all of our internal technology. Um, they're, I think they're a trio. There might be four of them at this point. But uh, across all pretty much eight of our branches, um, they're, they're the ones that set up all kinds of uh, computers, printers, phone lines. They do it all. They, yeah, they do it all. Yeah, they answer so many silly questions from me. Uh, I am surprised they haven't blocked my number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many times has everyone here got in touch with IT just for them to be like, reboot the computer and it'll work i'm not comfortable asking that or answering that question <laughs> i've called a couple times and they've asked me that and then i usually started i've started heading them off with i've already turned it yeah, off and yeah, on yeah. and I, done this and that um so what what do i do now I'll, I'll do that too i'll go through my laundry list like okay here's everything i did mm -hmm. now please tell me how to fix this yes and then they're like well did you do it again and then i'll do it again I'm like oh okay <laughs> cool or the moment they actually have to come down or come over and like look at it, it fixes itself. Yeah. It it's like all yes. I had to do was just look at it. I've They're also magic. called them before and just been like, this is a raspberry Pi. Is it supposed to be a raspberry Pi? And they're like, yes, yes, it is. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. So yeah, they have the patience of saints. Yes. They are yeah. amazing workers. And then we also, of course, have TSD. Which TSD is so good. Yeah, TSD they, stands for Technical Services Department. Thank I mean, you, Lori. I was just going to leave it as it is, but it's like with any uh, workplace, everyone has the acronyms you use and you know sometimes we forget that people don't use these acronyms but yeah tsd um they are the unsung heroes of the library that's where um new books are processed when they're brought in and they're the ones that catalog they're also the ones that order all the books aren't they or, or materials in general i think well, yes everything goes through them yeah yeah so like um, yeah so any requests they process yeah because yeah, from what i understand 
please correct me if I'm wrong, the facilitators will handle requests for new materials Mm -hmm. and then pass it along to TSD. And TSD is the one that actually cultivates the the collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's really handy because in reference, we can either request a specific title or we can just go and say like, hey, we need more books on, I know homeschooling is one that I put in recently. Mm -hmm. And they just, a couple weeks later, we had like 10 new homeschooling books and I had to do zero work. Sure. Thank you, TSD. Yes. And they notice stuff that even isn't necessarily requested. Like at Mm -hmm. one point, I got really hyper fixated on the Lizzie Borden case and checked out every book in the system and a couple of interlibrary loan books. Uh, And the next like month, we had like five new Lizzie Borden books. Like they noticed that. So (laughs) thanks. Definitely check out books that you want to see more of. Yes. And we do keep statistics on that too. So if we see that a specific subject, people are looking it up a lot, but they aren't necessarily checking it out, that we will still keep ordering materials on that subject. Actually, that does remind me, swinging back to circulation a little bit, um, one thing I think people don't realize what we're doing is whenever a library is getting ready to close, you'll probably see us like walking up and down the aisles mm-hmm. and um, touching books. Straightening up. <laughs> yeah. Straightening, yeah. So what we're doing there is called uh, straightening, just making sure that before the library closes, everything's, you know, neat and orderly looking. And not only that, but we're also picking up books that people may have left on the, the shelves on the end of the... Um, the sorry the carts on the end of the shelves as well as other books that may be out of place and what we do with those is what we call copy count and basically um even if the book's not being checked out we still want to essentially give that book credit that it's being used in some way so mm-hmm. we put that in the system yes um, so that's what we're doing there Yes. That is a big help, especially with people who come from out of town who may not have a library card. It's really useful to know like what people are using in the library, even if they don't check it out. Yes. And it does give information too of if somebody is looking at books on a specific topic and they're not checking them out, why are they not checking them out? Are they not checking them out because they don't have a library card, like you mentioned? Or are they not checking them out because maybe those books are out of date and we need to get newer ones in? And I'd just like to do a public service announcement. Uh, The library is for everyone. So if you don't have a library card, you can still come on down, utilize our collection, and we have plenty of events for you. And if you live in the Vandenberg uh, Evansville area, you can get a library card for free and have access to uh, all our digital collection and checking out materials. I would like to butt in really quick and say that you do have to live in Vandenberg County. So there is a possibility that you have an Evansville address, but do not live in Vandenberg County. And unfortunately, we cannot give free library cards for those individuals, but we will work with you in other ways if we can. There are other cards you can have, which we won't get into right now because then we're opening up. Yeah, I could do a whole episode of just 30 minutes of like very, very like bland, like discussions of our different membership. But just know we'll work with you. Yes. All I'm hearing is that we now have a another episode Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and the last thing that i can think of for tsd is that they're actually the ones that withdraw the materials as well so for example if something's not really getting checked out much uh or used then they'll take that that item off the shelf and it usually goes uh to donation or uh, for book sale at some point mm-hmm. yeah now while you were talking laura you mentioned the interlibrary loan yes and let's kind of talk about that real quickly because that's something a lot of people aren't familiar with yes and it's such a great service Uh, So interlibrary loan is essentially
essentially subleasing a book. If we don't have a book that you're looking for, then we can ask other libraries anywhere in the U.S. Uh, through the WorldCat catalog if they are willing to lend their book to us. And if they are, then we can then sublend it to the patron. So it saves money for books that don't have a very high demand. It also is good for people that are very into niche subjects and want very specific titles that maybe the library doesn't really have a need for otherwise. For example, I once checked out a book where the only copy that we could find was actually from the Library of Congress. Uh, so they did ship that to the library and I got to read it. I couldn't take it home because it was a Library of Congress book. Most of the books you can take home. Uh, but yeah, so that way if say a series were missing book number four and you don't want to read it on your Kindle, we can get it through interlibrary loan or reorder it. And I've um, I've utilized that uh, service as well for several different books. I really love reading like uh, academia books about horror movies and especially found footage films. And uh, we don't offer a lot in that collection if you want to go and buy one of those since it is academia it's usually around 50 bucks um so yeah i've been taking really solid advantage of it for those um now keep in mind when you do go to request a book it does help us out if you have the uh, the isbn ready to go because it does narrow down the search if nothing else we at least need a title and an author yes at the very least yes another nice thing about interlibrary loan is you can do this either on your own through our website or you can talk to anyone in a reference department and we can put in the request for you. Another section of library employees that is not necessarily seen on the public side, although maybe a little bit more than some of the other groups, is our maintenance team who honestly are just the backbone of the library. If they were not here, we would fall apart pretty quickly. If maintenance (laughs) wasn't here, none of the rest of us would be able to get into the building. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the the whole system just shuts down. Yes. So, but maintenance is in charge of more than just like cleaning and opening the doors. Um, Although that is like obviously a very important thing that they do. They are also the ones that do what is called the messenger service. And that is an internal service where when you request a book from a different location than the one that you're at, they are the people that pack the book up and bring it to the location that you want it. So when you place a hold on a central item and you're at Oakland and it takes a day or two to get to Oakland, they're the ones that are sending that service or that material through the service. Um, and it happens once a day for most locations, twice a day for for central, unless they've changed that. So that is a very regular occurrence that they're doing. And it's very vital to what we do here. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's one of the most important jobs. Yes, yeah, because is- otherwise we would be sending people all across the city. Yeah. Yeah, this is our... Our main system for connecting the different locations. Yes. If we need to send anything to a different location for any reason, it always goes through Messenger. Unless it's just too big to fit in their vehicle, honestly. Yeah. And they are also the ones that are in charge of clearing and salting the walkways after the snow, which was so helpful this last week. Thank you for allowing me to not hurt myself. They also keep the lights on. Like, literally, they are the ones that replace, replace the light bulbs yeah. whenever they yep. go out. They, they are the keep ones. the clocks running. Yes. They are the ones that do the dusting so that we're not just sneezing all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the maintenance staff. And they're all so nice. Oh, every single one oh, of them yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. All right. So uh, now we'll discuss a little bit about admin. Like, uh, we don't really work in these departments, so we'll just keep it very general, uh, except for one of us, Ryan. Ryan, you are in outreach. 
I am an outreach. Uh, we are a newer department. Uh, I think we actually officially formed six months ago. Uh, we are an offshoot of the programming, um, which is the department that handles all of the events, the story times, the uh, anytime uh, we have a festival or something inside the library like Bubble Fest. Programs is involved. It may it may be youth services, um, but programs is involved in some way. So they uh, they decided that they wanted to get um, out into the community more and bring resources to the community. So they had an offshoot a department form, and that is the outreach department, which I work in along with uh, two other people. We also have social impact inside of our department. Um, I don't know if you've met her. She's fantastic, our social impact librarian. It's run by uh, the admin as well. So for social impact, they uh, are focused mainly on on um, minority groups, disenfranchised groups, stuff like that. We have populations of the Marshallese community, which I think we have like a thousand in the community. Uh, and uh, she, you know, we have a Hispanic community along with uh, other minority groups. And, and we that's, have a Russian community too. Yes. Uh, so right now they're focused on one at a time just because the department's really small, but mm-hmm. they, want to, they want to help everybody. There was an email that was sent out a couple of weeks ago about there is a effort now to specifically go through the collection that we have and and see what representation we're missing so that we can plug in those holes and make sure that everybody feels that they are welcome and being represented by their local library. Oh, nice. Also, if anyone has any suggestions, make your recommendations to your local library. Please. Uh, And then there are a couple other things that Outreach does. Uh, My main focus, I've been tasked with the early literacy outreach, uh, which, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, focuses mainly on Day, daycares and preschools. Uh, we have a couple programs for them. One is the material delivery service where I physically create a box of books that would fit the age range of the daycare and I go take it to them. Uh, and the other one is we have story times that we have people who have been trained in story time go out to uh, a daycare or preschool and do a performance. Usually they're 30 minutes. Uh, and a big thing there is just getting the kids, you know, uh, we have the, we're working on the skills of playing, writing, reading, singing, just to build those skills uh, because those are very early, very important pre-literacy and early literacy uh, skills to have that eventually will help them read to become a lifelong reader. And I know these programs are super appreciated by all of the teachers involved. Before these programs were officially instituted, we had a lot of daycare and preschool teachers coming in and just requesting books that they personally would check out, which was a lot of strain on them in addition to running school for a bunch of children. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we can kind of step in and help and organize those collections for them, I hear a lot of good things from teachers about it. Yeah, and we're excited. Like I said, we're pretty small so it's uh you may not have heard of us uh we're growing and i think we're only servicing like 10 or 15 daycares currently uh, out of i want to say there's 130 in the vanderburg county area we want to get them all eventually so once once we grow and get the manpower and have everything running as it should be uh, we want to be interacting with pretty much the entire community uh and get giving information and getting access to library resources to anyone that wants them. Another silver lining, it sounds like, to this outreach department is that it familiarizes children with the library so that they feel comfortable coming in and using the services that we offer. Um, I do know, for example, a couple weeks ago, we had some children come in and being little kids in the time of COVID, they had never been to a library before and they were so excited to come in. They were running around saying, look at all the books. Um, And that's something that we love to see little kids get excited about. So hopefully with this outreach program, it will get more kids into the physical library as well. 
Yeah, uh, we whenever we also go to public events where we do a lot of general library information, library card sign up as well, and we're just letting people know what we can do for the community. Because one of the biggest barriers that we have in our department and as a library as a whole is people just don't really know what we can do for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, question. So I, I see that you're working a lot with the youth community, especially the preschools. Are there any talks, maybe plans in the future about hitting up like maybe Maybe the retirement homes or anything like that that involves people that still can't get out of their house very easily, but want to read and have access to those materials. Yeah, we actually have uh, we've discussed about growing it and going different ways. So we have a program currently that is partnered with Meals on Wheels. Okay. To where um, if you are a Meals on Wheels uh, recipient, you can also request books to be delivered to you. Okay. Uh, one oh, of our nice. yeah, that is of, awesome. One of our outreach members handles that, uh, and then we did go to Swerka at one point and do a. EVPL to you is what we call it, which you can request on our website. It's it's in there somewhere. Uh, and we went out and we just gave we gave out free books. We talked with them. We signed a couple people up for library cards, and uh, we just give them all the information. A lot of it. I took uh, some iPads that we have and just kind of showed a bunch of uh, seniors how to get onto our digital collection because mm-hmm. you know they don't always want to be going to a branch. Uh, so that that was a big thing we were pushing. But yeah, there there are plans to grow to other. Uh, um, age groups. Um, we just partnered with Deaconess for uh, this isn't necessarily this is all age groups, but um, for patients in isolation. Okay. We gave them access to our uh, e-access cards, and we made accounts in Canopy and Hoopla, awesome. and Libby. And basically, if wow. you're in isolation in the library or in the not in the library, if you're in isolation in the hospital, uh, then you will have access to our. They have accounts for every all of our digital collections, so you're not going to be going mad. You you've got stuff to do in there. Good. That's awesome. I didn't know about like most of that. I didn't either. Yeah. It's really new. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're thinking of all sorts of fun stuff to do. So beyond outreach, there are more things that admin do. Um, that is just more of the part that people might see. But there are a lot of people behind the scenes in admin, and they are the ones that get the budget together, run the budget, write grants to give us material, to give us the funding for new collections or programs that we're trying to do, or even just updating the buildings. I know that mm-hmm. one of the big grants recently has been a technology grant, and they have been applying that to the spaces, the meeting room spaces, so that people will have better technology when they try and give like PowerPoint demonstrations. The admin group is also in charge of marketing. So anything that you see where that is advertising the library, obviously, that's what they're in charge of. Um, and then there is also the training people or the training materials that they develop as well for new people. And that covers every position in the library. Mm -hmm. So it's a little overwhelming to think about. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because there is like a curriculum each position like needs to learn. And it it takes like a couple weeks of training. And and then we have like on the field training too, where we actually like learn the proper procedures for shelving books Mm -hmm. and locating certain uh, things like uh, where the space specialty uh, subjects are like for example like where is the business central books on the second floor in central it's not right next to the to the the main nonfiction books mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff a lot more than you would think when you just kind of think about in general what does a person do at a library yes they are also very good in admin at navigating all of the bureaucratic red tape that comes along with a library because we are a there is state laws involved in running a library you can't wait a minute maybe you can just open up a library i don't think so 
And it is important to remember that uh, admin, while we do have a C- CEO and a COO, uh, we do answer to a board of directors. And you can actually watch these meetings on, I think it's on the Facebook page, right? Yeah, they I've do, watched a couple of them. They do stream them live. Okay, so I am a book coming into the library. Where do I go first? Well, you're probably being shipped in in a box from Baker and Taylor. Yes. And you are going to be delivered to the library where maintenance will take you up to the technical services department, TSD. Uh, and then TSD is going to take you out of the box and they are going to make sure that they, you're the correct thing that they ordered. And they're going to do all the processing for you. So they're going to either enter a MARC record or find one that has been published by a different library. And that the MARC record covers a description of what the material is, where it can be found, what the subjects are, who the author is, when it was published, how it was published. Like that is everything you could ever want to know about a book pretty much is going to be in the mark record. So once that is created or adapted, then any stickers or labels or anything like that will be placed on you. And love then, a good sticker. Oh, we love stickers. So many stickers. So <laughs> once you get your sticker collection, then you will be sent to the different locations, wherever your home location is. Uh, so you could be sent to Central, you could be sent to Red Bank, Oakland, North Park, wherever. Once it gets to those locations, again, messenger services through maintenance are the people that get them to those locations. Then it is handed over to typically either circulation or the reference department, depending on the location. And I will say at McCullough, where I work, it actually goes through both. Mm-hmm. So circulation handles all of the incoming messenger and they split up everything. So they have to check and see what's new and what's just normal returns. Mm-hmm. Anything new goes over to reference and we handle it from there. And then once the materials have been ran through reference and cataloged and indexed and everything that they need to do, it is then given back to circulation. And circulation is the department that then puts those books on the shelves, typically the new shelf. Sometimes there are exceptions, uh, but they are the ones that put them on the shelf so patrons can find them. Okay, so I go through TSD, uh, maintenance, circulation, reference, circulation, and then... I finally make it to a patron. Yes. That is why sometimes whenever you see something that is noted as in processing Mm -hmm. on the website or in our catalog, it might take two or three days because that's the process that it's going through. Yeah. There's a lot of checkpoints. Yes. Because at any point, any of us could also notice a mistake. Like there have been multiple times that I have gotten a book that for some reason or another, maybe it was marked as supposed to be in the kids section, but it wasn't. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if we can't find a book, it, it it is basically lost. Yeah. It's like, it's, if it's mislabeled, if it's been put in the wrong location, uh, it's good luck finding it. Yeah. If you have to change one single sticker on that book, (laughs) God help you. So that is why it's very important. If, um, you do grab a book off the shelf and, so you don't want it to put it back on those cards because don't put it back uh, anywhere else on the shelf because those are the most difficult ones to find. Yes. So the labels on the side of a book, they might seem very simple that they might just say the author's last name or something of that nature. But what they're technically telling us is the address to the book. Mm -hmm. So if you treat the inside of a library like a city, when you see that number, you know, okay, this is going to be on the 600 block. And then you go to the 600s and you can narrow it down by there. That is a beautiful analogy, by the way. Like that's perfect. Thank you. If you find a book or other material that you want to 
look at, but you don't have access to a library card for some one reason or another, let them know at the reference desk. They will do something to work with you, even if it is just keeping it back on the shelf or on their shelves Mm -hmm. so you can come back in and read it the next day. Please don't hide it among the stacks. Uh, We will not do that for Bestseller Express. Correct. Yes. All right. So as uh, most people out there know that even though we do talk a lot about books here, uh, we do have a very vast DVD library. And I love movies. Oh, yeah. You guys like movies? I love movies. Movies are dope. Okay, cool. So (laughs) uh, as we know, movies kind of had a bit of a comeback last year um, with the pandemic kind of taking a dip a little bit. So more people were enjoying movies in theaters as well as uh, going out and getting more movies to bring home. So my big activity here to kind of cap this episode off is I want you guys to name every movie that came out in 2021 that was a continuation of a franchise. Oh my gosh, there are all of them. Yeah, well, no, I have a master list. That doesn't count. I have a master list. You can't. You she can't sneak that them. by me. No, that, that includes it. No. Okay. Well, I'm sure there was some new Marvel movie. I last see a year. lot of people looking at their screens too. Come on. I'm trying not to cheat, but I'm also very bad at movies, so I honestly have no idea. Okay. Okay. The following counts: sequels, legacy sequels, reboots, okay, prequels. The Candyman movie was a reboot. Okay. Yes. Are we talking specifically theater release, or are we also on streaming services? Also on streaming services. Oh, There crap. was the new uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh, uh, how are we going to count that? <laughs> Give it to her. She okay. gets the points. <laughs> Fine. Was there a Fast and Furious spinoff last year? There had to be a Fast and Furious movie. There was, of there was one, but what okay. was, was it, it called? Was it Hobbs and Shaw? Just guess a number and you'll get it. <laughs> 18. Uh, was it? There's like 10 movies, I think, or nine or 10. I really do not know. Officially 10, including the spinoff, the Hobson Shot. So there, okay. the was ninth a, one came out this okay. year. Okay. Uh, there was a new wrong turn movie from that franchise. Oh, there was, wasn't it? The it foundation was actually really right? good. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't wrong t- turn, but it mm-hmm. was so good. Uh, the Craft had a new one. Thought it was terrible, but it was there. It did exist. That's right. Wasn't there a Purge movie? Yes. Yes. One point for me. I'm on the board. <laughs> okay, so Lori, all the points, and <laughs> Ryan won. Oh, don't right. breathe too. Don't breathe too. Yeah, you're, you're already winning. You know that, right? You don't need. Black Widow came out last year, didn't it? Black Widow, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a continuation of the Marvel universe. So you know, if anyone wants to get be a uh, a couch nerd <laughs> about that when they listen to this, it's one story, okay, guys. Man, you guys are missing the biggest release from last year. Biggest release. Cruella? (laughs) In my heart, yes. Dune. Dune. I thought that was this. No, yeah. No, it was was 2020, yeah. 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 And that counts, yeah. It was a remake. Mm -hmm. Venom, Let There Be Carnage? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that. that, that, yes, that's a sequel. You sound sound personally offended about this. We'll we'll get there. It's okay. (laughs) I just want you to read my mind. (laughs) A a December release. Uh. Yeah, unless you guys are just <laughs> avoiding it deliberately because you just like to see me squirm. In Is my it the seat. new Matrix movie? Uh, which was good, but not the one I'm thinking of. The new Spider Man. There you go. All right, hey, you did it. Yeah, yeah. I right, don't I watch any now. of these movies. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so what did you think of the new Spider-Man? Oh, I loved it. Was it better than Into the Spider-Verse? No. Nothing is better than no, Into the Spider-Verse. That is such a great movie. No Way Home is currently my number two Spider-Man movie. Into the verse, uh, Spider-Verse is number one. Into the Spider-Verse was basically just a love letter to comic books, and I love it. Oh, yeah. And and, and the Spider-Man character himself, too. And also kind of like a meta commentary on like his uh, impact on pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. I, I love the, the guys who yes. made that. Uh, okay, well. What other guesses do we have? You've done really well because you've you guys have brought up a lot of things I'd even have on this list. So a Ghostbusters movie came out last year. What was it called? I don't know. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> something something. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters featuring two. more ghosts. Uh, 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 electric electric boogaloo. Uh, whoa. <laughs> okay, that was not the title. Know that it much. should have been right. Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's much less exciting. Yeah, I know they they ruined it. Should have consulted with me on that. Yeah, that they, animated they Witcher movie. Does that count? Yeah, of course. What was it? It's uh, uh, something about the White Night Wolf. of the Wolf or something like that. Yeah. Nightmare of the Wolf. Maybe there was a TV show that terrible Walker Texas Ranger reboot. Oh, we're not going into TV shows. Yeah. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom came out about Rent. Which is a good movie, but does not meet the criteria for this list. Okay. <laughs> I feel uh, like you're just I changing the criteria, sir. I res- respectfully <laughs> shove that back in your face. <laughs> but yes, Tick, Tick, Boom is a wonderful movie. Now, there was a movie that came out that was a prequel to a TV show, a very famous beloved tv show it was on hbo the sopranos movie i don't remember the name of it uh, the many saints of new york new York. okay you only know that because you're watching the sopranos i stopped <laughs> yeah uh if you keep up with the canon of the show i i have not returned to the sopranos i stopped like halfway through season two i've now pulled up the imdb list i am determined to win this not there's competition. no I, I just wanted to see <laughs> what you could get off your top of your head i'm glad I that you... you to like go all like sing I don't know, to who wants to be a millionaire oh yeah there you go so what we're learning from this is that Lori's very competitive yes <laughs> <laughs> i actually just really like movies is the thing oh the suicide squad that was a continuation yes it was there was also an equal to Suicide Squad. squad, Yes. There was also a new Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, there was. I don't know if this counts. There was another Macbeth movie. I I don't think that really counts. They just have a new, like, Shakespeare movie every year, I think. I don't know. In the cinematic Shakespeare universe, I guess maybe that counts. (laughs) I mean, are you ever going to top the Shakespearean production of Twelfth Night that was She's the Man with Amanda Bynes? (laughs) The answer is no. (laughs) This is the best Shakespeare movie out there. Um, my uh, in college, my uh, my instructor in my Shakespeare class, like that movie came out about that time, and he spent a lot of days complaining about how he had to go watch it because he was a Shakespearean expert. He says he was not looking forward to it at all. Okay, but then did he watch it and realize it's one of the best movies ever? <laughs> uh, no, he hated it. Oh. <laughs> and then we had to we had to listen to him complain about how bad it was. Uh, Army of Thieves was a prequel to Army of the Dead. That's true, yeah. 
Did both of those come out the same year? They did, didn't they? I think so, yeah. yeah. There's another Shakespeare, King Richard. Uh, think horror movies. What are some horror movies that were continuations? I've watched all the ones I'm interested in, so you already know them. Okay. Yeah, you burnt yourself out on that. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, there was, yeah. Okay, there are over 12,000 titles on IMDb that came out in the year 2021, so this might be a really long episode. <laughs> Or How long can, is your master we list? Just, we can just call it call it now. Lori wins. Okay, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat? You, yes, you already, Mortal Kombat. You already won. You, you won. You're <laughs> dead. Put uh, the phone down. Aaron, are there any notable movie sequels that came out that we did not mention? So uh, there were Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh. The third Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Peter Rabbit 2, guys. Come on. <laughs> How did we miss that one? There was also Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills, yeah. That, does Peter Rabbit 2 have James Marsden in it? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Sweet, I gotta go watch it. <laughs> oh, do you hear like the, the fun little uh, Easter egg in that movie where there's a, ah, I know, ha <laughs> um, But uh, there's a part where like if you pause it at the right scene when one of the rabbits are looking like a metallic bowl, you can see a reflection of a rabbit holding a boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just spent like all these resources and time like animated just because they're like oh this is gonna be stupid fun. <laughs> there was also the remake of Black Christmas that should not exist. Oh yeah, because oh. the original was just so good. I'm sorry. And then um and then a sequel to a beloved movie from everyone's childhood that we didn't want to see happen, even though the first one is terrible too. Space Jam. You got it. Which my nephews loved that movie. And yeah, because it was made for them. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, the GI Joe movie came out this year if anyone hmm. didn't know or care huh a new yeah. escape room movie too oh that's true the second animated ams family movie came out which speaking of okay because my brain made this connection did you know that rob zombie is rebooting the monsters oh and i can't me either i'm so excited for this ryan i really appreciate that you and i are just staring blankly at these Ye- oh yeah <laughs> I'm so completely glassy eyed over here they are they're having fun though so good for you guys i'm I could talk about movies like forever all right i think that does it i think we're good this is your four different hosts signing off. If any listeners want to hear more about a specific part of the library that we have mentioned today, feel free to email us at podcast at evpl.org. And we will do our best to get someone from that department onto a new episode. Feel free to also write in episode recommendations. If you have a different part of the library that you want to know more about, like a, the collection, let us know. All right. Thanks again for joining us, guys. And we will uh, we will definitely see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. See you. <laughs> <laughs>